Welcome to the Property 3.0 podcast, Coffee Break series from AIR. This episode is a short explainer on a company called NVIDIA, who are a critical organisation in the recent growth of AI. NVIDIA is a hugely valuable company with a market cap of 1.2 trillion, which for context is about 400 billion more valuable than Tesla. And yet my experience is that the knowledge of this business is still pretty low for people outside the AI or tech worlds. So, how have they become this valuable? What do they do? NVIDIA is the main provider of the infrastructure that powers many, if not most, of the AI tools we currently use. So, ChatGPT is powered by a NVIDIA supercomputer, Amazon, Google, Meta, Microsoft, Spotify, and 40,000 other companies all have products that are built and run on NVIDIA AI technologies. They power all 30 of the top 30 autonomous vehicle data centers. More than 200 million gamers use NVIDIA's GPUs when they're playing computer games. They power robots, digital twins, and increasingly healthcare technology, for example, for using AI in medical imaging. So basically, whether you know it or not, whether you use ChatGPT or not, NVIDIA will likely power some of the activities you do using technology every single day. So NVIDIA started out in 1993 making chips for computer games. They actually coined the term GPU, i.e. graphics processing unit, and designed the GPUs for Xbox and PlayStation 3. So how did they go from video games to AI? NVIDIA focused on parallel computing, which is basically when many calculations or processes are carried out simultaneously. So this is good when you're trying to render loads of pixels for graphics all at once, but it's also good for large scale data processing. And as we know, AI is basically just a whole load of data processing. So there's a good analogy from a New Yorker profile, which I like, which explains the difference between CPUs and GPUs. So CPU being the central processing unit. So they say CPUs function like a delivery truck, dropping off one package at a time. So that's like doing one calculation at a time. A GPU is more like a fleet of motorcycles spreading across a city. So being able to perform lots of different actions all at once. But NVIDIA's original chips weren't designed for machine learning, and so they started to build software which allowed for the GPU's parallel processing capabilities to be applied to a wide range of computing tasks, not just graphics. So this made them into a full-stack company, which is partly credited with its great success. So full stack means that NVIDIA is involved in multiple layers of the product development and delivery process, ranging from hardware to software and services. So this is the same as Apple. So Apple is a full stack business because they create the physical MacBooks, iPhones, Apple Watches, what have you. They create iOS, the software operating system, and then they have their genius bars with the people who are providing services to help you use or fix their products. So that's full stack, and NVIDIA is the same. So they build physical GPUs, data centers, they build software, and they provide services, training, workshops, and courses to software developers to help them use it. 
So this gives them the ability to innovate and gives them great control. So if you think about the Apple example, not many people would buy a MacBook and then run Windows on it. It is actually possible, but it's more difficult than fiddly root. It's easier just to use the Apple operating system. And similarly, it's easier and more reliable just to use the NVIDIA software when you're using their hardware. Now, once again, we end up with one firm who is incredibly dominant in the world of AI, and they have been quite a key part of the economic battle between China and the US recently. So you may remember that in 2022, the US signed the Chips and Science Act, which effectively limited the power of chips that some companies could sell to China. NVIDIA then made a less powerful product, so this was between about 10 to 30% slower than their best products, and then they sold these to China. But these are obviously still pretty powerful. So then this October, October 2023, the US increased the range of the ban, so NVIDIA can't even sell these weaker products to China. Interestingly, China has retaliated by increasing regulation on the international sale of graphite, which might sound irrelevant, but graphite is a key ingredient in lithium-ion batteries, and therefore in helping companies and countries decarbonize. So obviously, it's a very important and high-demand material. And China controls about 90% of the refined graphite. So this AI tech stuff, it's not just a bit of fun, it's already having potentially material impacts in our global economic and political stage. Now, interestingly, when we think about dominance, NVIDIA tried to buy ARM, which is the Cambridge-based chip designer whose designs are used in 99% of the chips used globally in mobile phones. But this was blocked by the CMA. So they cited that merging these businesses would have the ability and incentive to harm the competitiveness of NVIDIA's rivals by restricting access to ARM's intellectual property. So instead, ARM was listed on the NASDAQ and NVIDIA have reportedly invested since it went public. Right now to my favourite question, what does this mean for the real estate industry? So in 2021, NVIDIA launched the UK's first supercomputer called Cambridge One in Harlow. So that's basically halfway between London and Cambridge. And that was in a building built and operated by CAO, K-A-O, data centres. This supercomputer should speed up and improve research. And it was launched with partnerships with King's College Cambridge, AstraZeneca, GSK, Guy's and St Thomas's NHS Foundation Trust, King's College London and Oxford Nanopore. So there's a vast range of commercial and research interests all being brought together. So it's being used to vet develop things like a deeper understanding of brain diseases like dementia, so using AI to design new drugs and improving the accuracy of finding disease-causing variation in our human genomes. So in their choice to be located in Harlow, NVIDIA cited the UK's history of AI development and the depth of AI talent as to why it built this supercomputer here. And this is a good reminder for me that all computing does need physical space. We talk about the cloud, but it's not just a hypothetical cloud somewhere else. It is physical products on our land. 
I think there's also something in the power of co-location. Again, it's easy to think of software developers as people sitting in their bedrooms all over the world. But this supercomputer has been very strategically located between London and Cambridge as a good place to bring all of those partners together. Now on to digital twins. NVIDIA has a business called Omniverse, which supplies the software platform and computing power to create digital twins. And it's mainly used for industrial purposes at the moment, industrial design, but it integrates with Revit, AutoCAD, SketchUp, so on. So it can be used for BIM and digital twins of buildings. So interestingly, the CEO of NVIDIA said that their work around the Omniverse really went into light speed during the pandemic because they, NVIDIA, needed it themselves. He said, instead of being able to come into our labs to work on our robots or go to the streets to test our cars, we had to test them in virtual worlds, in digital twins. And we found that we could iterate our software just as well in digital twins, if not better. As ever, necessity is the mother of invention. And we should see over coming years improvements in the ability to model our buildings in digital twins and use that to an even greater degree in design and operations. Now, this brings me on to the question of NVIDIA's own office needs. I must say, I am not particularly interested in the binary work from home versus work from office debate, but it's worth mentioning that NVIDIA is a hybrid company. And at the same time, the company was listed in Glassdoor's best places to work in 2023 and the Harvard Business Review called Jensen Huang the CEO the world's best performing CEO. Now Draw Poleg wrote a brilliant piece as he does going into much more detail about their remote strategy so if you're interested in that just google the distributed rocket ship and I've put the link in the description if you want to read that. But I think NVIDIA is a really good example for the real estate industry. So this is a part hardware company with a physical product, and yet they haven't found the need for a mandated return to the office. But they also do have 50 offices across the world and four in the UK alone in Bristol, Cambridge, Reading and Belfast. They find that people do go to their offices, their labs, to work, to socialise. The CEO even joked one day that employees might take a day off and go to the office just to hang out. So this provides to me further evidence of the evolution of the workplace and that developers and investors and operators should be looking to companies like NVIDIA, now one of the most valuable and influential in the world, and observe how they are thinking about and using their space. Now that's it for our short intro to NVIDIA. Thanks for listening. If your company or team is looking to deepen your knowledge in the world of AI and real estate, from January 2024, your company can sign up for the AIR fortnightly AI briefing, where we'll be sharing the tools and principles we use in our real estate development work and relevant news and AI fundamentals. We'll share more details in the new year. And as ever, please do let me know if there's any topics you want to be addressed or explored. Vikram, if you're listening, I'm working on your one as we speak. See you in 2024.